0: It's hard to feel free when the world is crashing down around us and we're shut up in our homes practicing social distancing. But you don't have to feel trapped. You can write your way to freedom. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Right Away Podcast. It is Monday, July 4th, 2022, as you're recording. I'm Chris Gain with my co host. J.P. Reinfeldt! We are recording a little bit ahead of time because I'm going to be in the States starting tomorrow through 10 days from then, whatever, math. (laughs) Through question mark. I I think I actually get home on the 16th. So this writing update will be a little bit out of date by the time it gets to you. And then come end of July, we'll have a lot to update you on, hopefully. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: How was your writing week?
1: Okay, it was great. (laughs) Um, I had been going slow on edits for book two, and then I put myself in gear, and on Friday, uh, I think I edited like 40 plus pages, and then the next day it was like 30 plus pages. I now have 40 pages left with a goal of doing about 10-ish pages a day once the day job starts back up tomorrow, and I've been keeping to that. And... I love the and part because the fact that there's an and is awesome. Um, I outlined the publish in six and I already started drafting it yesterday. And my goal is to have two chapters done this week and, um, I'm starting drafting chapter two, and then I'm going to do edits throughout the week because I want to do this thing where uh, I write an edit. Cause I have outlined everything out. I'm going to put the goal that like every week I'm going to do it. Like it's a Vela episode or a serial fiction episode. Um, and that works well for me. Uh, so I don't know, it's been a good week. I've been really happy this past couple of days. That's my Yay. update. Yay,
0: haven't written. Oh wait, before we move on away from you, something else big changed for you this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, soon, right? No. We're talking the same thing? No. We're not talking the same thing.
0: We're not the same thing. I don't know what you're talking about. You cut goodbye. your hair.
1: I did. I couldn't donate it because it was dyed, which made me sad, but it went from being at the small of my back to as short as I could possibly get it.
0: <laughs> oh, you could have buzz cut it, and you're not buzz cut. I
1: could have. I almost did. Uh, I did not Really? Do
0: that. Was Really? That was the example haircut that you showed me is the shortest one, right?
1: yeah yeah and I was I was just like do I just do this myself I didn't uh the barber asked me like seven times if I was sure because he was freaking out because he's like I don't bless him this is a lot of hair and I was like I want it gone please remove it we'll have to get a picture and put it up on the website will we yes yes (laughs) okay you can like
0: block your face out it's just your hair I don't care
1: here (laughs) you can snap this one from Riverside
0: let's see if Riverside grabs it
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, yes, tell me, me about
0: your week I, I did not get any new writing done. Thursday when we recorded last was a release day. Day I basically binged Umbrella Academy and kept up to date messaging readers. Because because of Susie dying, a lot of readers were responding to emails where they normally went and they were responding to Facebook posts. So I was responding back to them because I just felt like that was the right thing to do. And that was the last day of my kiddo having school for the next two weeks. So Friday he was home. I did get a bunch of weird admin work done. I worked on some audio stuff. I worked on, I don't know, it was just like a hodgepodge of things that needed to get done that were really good for a day when I didn't want to expend creative brain space. So that was very much Friday for me. Yesterday was absolutely nothing until it was bedtime. And then my brain wouldn't shut up, so I read Zoe York's Romance Your Plan, which is about—oh, no, Romance Your Goals. I haven't read Romance Your Plan yet. She has three books. Romance Your Brand, which is about like who you are as a writer and what you write, Romance Your Plan, which is how you market, and Romance Your Goals which is how do you aim yourself and your particular style and goals and make sure that you keep moving forward. And I really liked Romance Your Goals. I have a lot of notes on it. She asks a lot of good kind of overview questions that aren't really new questions, but it, I needed something to push me into focus with those questions because those are things that I'm consider- like going through and reconsidering right now with all the upheaval. Mm-hmm. And so yes, I didn't go to sleep until far too late last night doing a lot of thinky thoughts. But it was really, it's really good today. I wanna to like reflect on on that and go through and like start answering the questions that she posed. And maybe I'll pick up Romance Your Brand and start working through that next, we'll see.
1: Yeah, it's still a productive week, I would say. Yeah,
0: I would say. The next two weeks are iffy productivity wise because I just <laughs> don't know what they're going to look like. I've got five days with my ex's family and five days with my family. And then one night in Panama, which will just be lovely. We fly down to Panama, have an overnight there, and then we fly back to Costa Rica the next morning. It was strangely the cheapest flight I could find.
1: Of course it was. (laughs) Why wouldn't it be?
0: So our question this week is spinning off of the card of temperance.
1: Would you describe temperance to us? Absolutely. Upright keywords are balance, moderation, patience, and purpose, reversed keywords are imbalance, excess, self-healing, and realignment. So card wise, it shows a large winged angel who is both masculine and feminine, uh, wearing light blue robes with a triangle enclosed in a square, uh, representing that humans, the triangles are bound by the earth, natural law of the square. Um, and pouring water between two cups, symbolizing the flow of alchemy and life. So really, this is all about like finding that balance between two things. In the background, there's a winding path of mountain range reflecting the journey through life. So yeah, this is just like taking that balanced path and things.
0: Now... This, for me, prompted the, the question that so many writers come to at some point, whether it's before they start writing. For most people, it's after they've had a few unsuccessful books out. But how do you write what you love while also writing to market? And I feel like this is something that you've had in mind from before you started preparing to publish, whereas most mm-hmm. writers don't. And that's part of your like analytical, future, futuristic brain but also you have a lot of friends who are successful writers so like that's what we talk about so that was influencing you so how have you approached
1: this as you've been publishing I yes (laughs) I would say the series that AB and I are coming out with is very marketable but Mm -hmm. with pieces to it that would be more passion-wise. So having a main Jewish character, I think that one's like the quote-unquote biggest hit because If you are writing to a US market, having a main Jewish character is probably not the main market that you would hit. Let's just be honest, that's not gonna be the case. We wanted to set up something that was marketable, that was was held true to both of us, but was still as marketable in the urban fantasy realm as possible. And I think that we hit that pretty hard uh, based on the feedback we're getting from readers in that market. Um, So I think there were pieces that we knew we had to, give up. Like, I like to write really whimsy in that, like, pratchety gaming realm that's not going to fit in here. That's something I really want to do, and actually I'm working on a project right now that's going to do that, and that may not be as marketable, and I know that, and that's going to be my own personal brand is this, like, weird, funky stuff, but... Marketable, Like that was our thing first off is like, how can we make this marketable? How can we hit the expectations and then do the subversions that we want to do as minimally as possible?
0: When I started publishing, it was this weird thing. So I'd written this like shifter romance novella two years before I started publishing. It was the first thing I'd finished that was like longer than 7,000 words, but I didn't really know what to do with it. So I just left it on my computer. And then when a friend who I... Had I co-written with her before? I don't think I had co-written with her up to this point. When a friend was like, hey, I discovered this weird little shifter like, sub-genre on Amazon. We should write it. I was like, oh, I actually have a story that would fit that really easily if I change a few things. So like that was somewhat written to market. It was something that I'd written without very much idea of focusing on market. And then added market things after the fact. And then my first series, which I don't really think really anyone knows that I wrote because it's under a pen name I don't use anymore, was so chaotic. I did not know how to write a consistent series. It was like every book in that series was a different genre thankfully Mm -hmm. they made money because the subgenre at that point was hot and people were just reading whatever and one of the books that I'm most proud of is in that series but it doesn't really relate well to the other books in theme or style like it's just related characters in the same town (laughs) um (laughs) so it was It was from that experience that, one, I realized that, like, I needed to focus more. So my next series was very focused on what the genre wanted, um, what keeping in consistent tone. And then when I co-wrote with Susie, like, that was even easier because we had, like, a mission... It was like kind of monster of the week, but it was just mission of the week. We had a team, they Mm -hmm. had a mission, every book, and I really learned how to write a, like a super consistent focused series from that, which I promptly forgot about the next time I went on to write a solo series, because when you have a mission of the week or a monster of the week, the formula is rather easy. And the second series I wrote did not have that. And so I felt very lost in learning this new way of telling a softer, gentler series. it's I go back and forth, like even though I've been doing this for five years, even though I have 60 plus books that I have written or co-written, I still occasionally F this up. And I do that when I'm under pressure and under deadlines and haven't clearly set up expectations beforehand. So those are some things I've learned. <laughs> So I'm thinking about this a lot as I as I think about what I'm writing next, not under this romance pen name, um, about writing what I want, which is queer fantasy. And there is a market for that. A lot of people like to say that it's a really small type market. It's been a mostly trad-dominated market. And if you're only advertising on AMS and Facebook, you're going to miss the majority of the market because the majority of the market is like millennials to Gen Z, and Gen Z is buying paperbacks, not ebooks. They are on TikTok, basically nowhere else. It's a different world. So you, if you're looking in the right place, that it's an active market. If you're looking in the wrong place, you're just going to be dumbfounded. So queer fantasy, which will probably occasionally have romance plot lines, if not often romance plot lines, but then trying to figure out, okay, what does the market want? And so I have considered because I find it much easier for me to write to expectations than to figure out from all the choices, from all the possible choices of the kinds of stories I can tell. I get, to, I get choice paralysis and I find that I just need more time to start crafting plot lines that maybe aren't romance based because I ha- don't have the practice yet. is going to take me longer. So that's something I've had to recognize. But I've also thought maybe I stick into like a lighter romance plot feel, like keep romance fairly prominent and just not do the things or choose subgenres that more fit like what I want to write. So like fade to black instead of explicit. And thankfully right now, cozy fantasy is this up and coming subgenre. And it's not to say that books that are now being described as cozy fantasy didn't exist before they did but now there is a particular focus on people who want cozy fantasy books and these are books that are often high fantasy so you have the castles and the royalty and the wars all exist in the world but you're focusing on a smaller story maybe a herbalist in a cottage like travis Aldry's literatures and lattes is an orc who starts a coffee shop. So you're focusing on kind of the same things that cozy mysteries focus on is like these small town vibes and feels where nothing really bad is going to happen, but with fantasy characters and settings. And so I'm like, okay, thankfully, I fucking love that. Let's see, like how I can take that i've made big lists of what i've seen readers like really enjoying about cozy fantasy so that i can make sure that i don't go off track in my writing because i'm used to writing a bit more not dark but a little bit more violent (laughs) because of the team (laughs) mission things and just getting a really clear idea on what that is and let myself just run at that for a while because i have enthusiasm for it and i think one of the important things regardless of how much your personal mixture of right to market it to personal enjoyment is that you still need to have enthusiasm for your work and actually I mentioned this in one of our Patreon episodes and I think I've mentioned it in our personal updates I just read romancing romance your goals by Zoe York and one of the things York said was that regardless of what you write whether it is you're writing to market or you're just writing what you enjoy, you have to have enthusiasm for it or you're not going to be able to carry it forward. She's like, and some people get enthusiasm out of writing to market. They get enthusiasm out of writing what they know readers are going to read. And I do, I often get that enthusiasm. Um, So it's just finding the overlap with the guidance of the right to market
1: for me. Definitely. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about this as we were talking, and when Abe and I first started drafting what is to be Dark Pawn, which is like a young adult urban fantasy, we were like, this is horror, and we were starting to think about it, and the more like we started plotting out, we started to realize, no, this is urban fantasy, and then we're like, we obviously have a very young character, this is clearly young adult, and each time that we took those steps, like, it inferred, what expectations were to be made out of the story from the grain of story that we had so like we were like okay well, this is urban fantasy so clearly we need to put it in a more urban setting have magic system blah blah blah, like less horror rate related YA we needed to include some form of a romance uh, not necessarily but YA does better in that sense and there was space for it so we add to it but I think that's what my process is more or less is I'll have an idea wild crazy idea I'll be like I have this story I want to tell but then I look around me and I look at like where does my story fit and how can I play with the expectations in that realm uh, to make my story an interest to that audience because I think that's like a stopping point one can make is they're like i have the story to tell i don't care who reads it it's going to be my story my way it doesn't have a genre it doesn't fit anywhere or and this is the route i like to go i have this crazy idea where's my audience Mm -hmm. okay where's the expectations that they have that i can shoo in to my story without ruining the integrity of the story I want to tell. And that's where I ended up for the Publish in Six project. It's, it's a cozy fantasy, more or less. Uh, it really aligns with a lot of like the funny, sitcomy fantasy-ish stories that I used to watch as a kid and some of the stuff that I used to read as well. So I know that there's an audience for it because I'm that audience. Um, and so I know what materials to look at to look for templates and ideas.
0: I find that the stories that are more the just me without the specific focus of writing to a market, like, yes, they will have market conventions and everything that they need to hold to, but more, like, when they're in a, like, wide genre, like, um, epic fantasy, so I have the epic fantasy idea that I've been playing around with two, for two years, that I first was like, oh, I'll put it on vellum. And then that just didn't happen because I'm not ready to write that. It takes me longer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to figure out what that story is going to be because something like epic fantasy has so many options. Readers in that genre, one like long, that's about the, and the only rule for epic fantasy because then there's (laughs) subgenres in epic fantasy because you can have no magic you can have magic like it's just there's too many options so I have to sit with that for longer to figure out what it is that I want it to be but when i'm writing to market for me it actually goes backwards it's like i'm like oh i really like this genre this is working for me this is exciting for me so like cozy fantasy i'm very excited about cozy fantasy how do i write a cozy fantasy story and then i come up mm-hmm. with the idea i start writing my id list so all the things that really excite me the kinds of characters i like the kinds of situations i like and then and then i start pulling out those pieces to create my unique story to that market but i do it a little backwards from
1: how you do it. Yeah, that's interesting. I like both ways. Mm-hmm. I think I've done it that way too. I don't know. I always like having, I think I'm, yeah. I think I always have some. But you are brain. like
0: what, number one ideation. So you just have ideas of <laughs> the wasu. I don't know why I, they exist either. It's like, I need a. like, I sometimes need a, a starter, a fire starter to, and that like in sense. a box to create the ideas. In.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, there are too many ideas, but they're all weird and don't make sense. That's usually how it goes. My
0: question for our listeners this week is how do you balance the two, writing what you want and writing to market? It's a unique answer for everyone, so I'm really curious what everyone's balance is. Absolutely. All right. Now we are going to go record our Patreon special episode, which is a focus on business inspired by our card of the week, Temperance. And this one we've actually had planned for a while based on some stuff that has happened in the last year, quite a while ago, <laughs> not pointing at any specific instances, but how do you navigate drama in the writing community? So I hope that you will come on over to www.patreon.com slash podcast. Um, see the topics that we've been covering over our tarot focus and see if you want to jump in and listen to those. We'd love to have you over there. Thank you.
1: See you later.